Welcome to another episode of Just Jack's Just Chat. Today it is episode 33. 33. 33. Uh, it's not an Asian series, it is just me and Mitchell shooting some shit. Yeah, we're just shooting shit. <laughs> we can shoot shit. We shoot shit. It was weird when I, uh, when I asked Instagram about what they preferred. Surpri- I thought they preferred the guests. Okay. Because quite frankly more interesting than we are yeah uh, <laughs> um, but they actually quite like us just chatting shit for a bit um, we, we, it was like it was like 50 50 and we have we have hammered this nation series ones recently so yeah and we've know. got some very very good guests lined up as well we do i mean are we in a position to talk about that or should we just keep that for us well, I, I think if you're loyal enough to listen to the podcast you should know i'm not going to post on instagram until until a few weeks time maybe but we've got we've got the book tea coming on nice on saturday we do indeed and uh, we've got coach rusty on Tuesday, and we also we trick shot artist. No, it's gonna be. And good. we've got someone else as well. But he, <laughs> there's, there's no time. Done. There's no time slot in there. And we've got a guy called Josh Cock as well, world long drive champion. Nice. Coming in a few weeks time as well. There's a lot of long drive stuff coming about. Do you think that's gonna be like an emerging sport within the golf? More, I know it already is, mm. but like, do you think that's gonna be? Yeah, but, yeah. Because that's yeah. something that's quite new, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird because like, with, with most sports, you see boundaries getting pushed more and more, don't you? With golf. People haven't just suddenly started shooting like 57, 56, 55. You know, 59 is always the best score you can really shoot. Yeah. yeah. 58 doesn't really get shot. Okay. And that hasn't changed in 40, 50, Something 60 years. Between 59 and, well, what, at the top. But like, it's generally between like 63 and 74. You yeah. know, it's within that framework. You rarely see that boundary getting pushed. Okay. Whereas the world long drive creates the opportunity for those boundaries to get pushed more it's and more. It's a different element of competition. Like people are getting bigger, stronger, more athletic. Yeah. Science is improving, technology is improving, which allows us to hit the ball further. Yeah. Which can be monitored a lot better if you do world long drive. Well, especially with all these, uh, like the the foresight, the simulators, and things like that. They can you can train for that sort of thing so yeah. much easier because I imagine back in the day before this technology, you hit a long drive and be like, oh, okay, let's get the measure and the wheel out. Yeah. Now you can actually train, and you know that's gone 500 and whatever yards. Yeah, um, and it, and it brings a different culture as well, doesn't it? Like it's it brings up that like it's shorter. It'll probably be like a couple hour event. You see, but boys like just twatting the ball as far as they can, and girls, about, yeah. uh, tons of drinking, tons of music. It just brings it's just a different angle on the sport. I think it'll, it'll continue to grow. Hundred percent. We need to host a long drive event by a sound of a dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sorry, throwing you a bit. No, I think we can talk about long drive when we get the guests on. I think you know, for today, I think yeah. we go off topic a bit, like we normally do. And it's a bragging, and, and within the amateur ranks, it's it's a bragging right, isn't it? Because if I can hit the ball further than you, it's like eh. yeah, people like that. Not that anyone really cares, but like to, but it's, 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 it's a, a bit yeah, of fun. Yeah, no, it, it's, it provides it's, a bit yeah. of somebody's closer. The classic line from Happy Gilmore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, just I, I want like to point it. out because uh, anyone who is watching on YouTube, uh, congratulations, you get an additional character uh, today. As you can see, the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> right next to Mitchell. So out oh, is, that, of is shot, that my screen? You've got oh, the okay. Infinity Gauntlet on. Out of shot is the full. Six foot, whatever. I mean, how tall are you, Mitchell? Six foot six. So Thanos is at least six five. This cutout. So today I bought a cardboard cutout. Thanos is now a feature in the office. He looks like he hit the ball quite a long way, doesn't he? Dude, it looks like he hit anything a long way. <laughs> he's he's pretty stacked, isn't he? But yeah, um, you guys, most of you won't be able to see that, so yeah, we'll not we'll not hang on to the cardboard cutout for long. But if you do want to jump over on YouTube, you know, just skip a minute in and you'll see it. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a weird impulse buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you come back to long drive. How yeah. We, oh yeah, it was in the shot. It was in the shot. It was in the shot. Of course, yeah, that's, that's how we got that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. forget like, What the hell is an infinity gauntlet? Yeah. Um, but yeah, go on. 
But yeah, again as well, because it's so hard to make in professional golf, it gives failed golfers an out as well. Yeah. If you're big and hit the ball far. I wouldn't class them as fail, but yeah, it's no, an alternate route. It's an alternate sport. route yeah, to yeah. make money from doing what you love. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. That's another thing. Yeah. And as well, a lot of the clips are very Instagram friendly in terms of like, you're just watching are. a shot. You, yeah. 20 second clip, top tracer, see how far it goes, see people's reactions. It's Dish. it's very, yeah, it's tailored to the Instagram speed as well. Yeah. I also really like uh, the swings. I like watching people swing them along. Yeah, all the swings change. swings in them, don't they? See how long they are. It's catered, yeah. The club head's got to go like back to the shin. Insane. And the club, the the, the the drive's like five and a half degrees. The shafts are all different. It's complete. It's a completely different yeah. game. But yeah, no, that's. I'm excited to get some long drives on. We'll have a bit of crack. Talk about it. And yeah, it's something yeah, so that's something, I'm yeah. on YouTube. So I don't really know much about it. To be honest, like it's way bigger in America than it is the UK. Yeah. We've got a guy called Joe Miller from the UK who's very good. Yeah. Um, representing, but like yeah. apart from that, mate, it's it's an American sport, really. One thing we do as well, do on these, uh, I mean, obviously we can we can pause this and keep it for future as well, mm. but since we're talking about the future, uh, we have got a new project that we've been discussing before this. We have. Um, what do you think? Well, let me let me put to you, what do you think of golf holidays currently? Uh, currently, golf holidays are, uh, for me, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not hugely involved, I've never been on a golf holiday. Um, I've been to locations that have golf holidays and things like that. But I would see them as kind of the sort of thing you'd have to organise yourself. You'd have to go through golf breaks, your golf travel, all that sort of thing. Um, and you, yeah, you'd have to organise it yourself. Any added value? Not really, no. no. Golf breaks just send you and that's it. You have to rely no. on the destination putting on the value for you, which they don't really know what's going on. No. They're just a hotel caterer for people arriving. Go, oh, you can play golf, no problem. Go to the golf club to check in. Whereas if we, for example, were to take a group of people on a golf holiday, when <laughs> we take people on the golf holiday, it'll be a bit different because you know we we want to have fun. Yeah, we yeah we want to have we want to have bags of fun, but as well we we're gonna make it relevant to young people. True. Which current I've been on golf trips, love golf trips because I love getting pissed and I love golf, so yeah. they're obviously gonna always be fun. But you sort of get left your own devices. There's not much structure. Yeah. If I want to go on a golf holiday myself, because I'm young, single, or whatever, and all my friends are busy or they want to go, or whatever, there's no real outlet for me to go and go on a golf holiday. Okay. Yeah, I can join society and they go on their annual trip or whatever, but I can't just be like, I want to go have fun with a load of like-minded people. There's not really that option. Yeah. No. Whereas if you wanted to go and travel or you want to go on, say, something like Yacht or want to go on Ski, Yacht Week, Ski Week, Ski Season. There are options. There are options for you, not for golf lovers. Yeah, so, uh, if you haven't already guessed. <laughs> that is the premise of what, we're, what we are, that's our latest project, what we're, what, we're, what, we're, yeah, what we're moving towards. There are, we have got other people involved um, who, who we really know. like, who you will know, who we really like, um, who support the same message we do, because at the end of the day, we love doing events, and, and creating these physical physical communities because what yeah. brands fail to do at the minute, I think, and what influencers as well, not saying we're influencers, I'm just talking about the influencer market. Yeah. They, they're just sort of, they're just pandering to likes and followers and it's boring and it's bullshit and it's, you need, you need it's not unique. Tangible. You need to create this, yeah. you need something where you can actually see, feel your physical physical community to yeah. actually create impactful, yeah. something something impactful. Yeah, if you want to know about just jacks, there's no better way of doing it than diving in and coming on holiday with us and we'll show you. What and you feel, just... touch, like exactly. get a sense of Because what... we're still new and a lot of people, you know, might just stick us on Instagram page. It's actually not no, more than that. Well, no. You know, we, I know we we haven't you know made a great deal of noise at the moment. We we plan to, um, and I know we we talk a lot on this podcast, 
Yeah. What we want to do is make sure that whatever we're saying, because people talk all the time, yeah. we want to make sure that we convert that talking into action. And you know, we we, we are doing that, I believe. And yeah. We're trying our hardest, and uh, this is going to be the next venture that we do. No, but what I guess what we're always, what me and Mickey always say is we're a media company first, and what sure. we mean by that is we we have a, we have a message that we that we stick towards, and we don't we don't give that up for anything. That becomes that comes before anything. The money side we figure out after we find out what scales what's profitable what's going to work for us but before we get that stage we, yeah. we need to try we need to try stuff out and, and, fi and find problems to solve yeah so straight off the bat if that sounds interesting to you uh, i mean we're not trying to sell this to anybody by the way it's just something that we've but if you are listening about. you are listening and you think oh damn uh, i'm interested in that we are actually looking at going to turkey um in october late october november time yeah no dates. Date. yeah if you're interested Hit the Just Jacks page up with an Instagram DM, and it'll uh, be it'll be fun there. orientated. It'll be tournament focused. It'll be for any ability. It'll be for boys and girls. And it'll be very very good value for the money. most value for money trip you've been on. Yeah, um, hands down. So yeah, uh, and the start of what could be something scalable and excellent. If not, it's a it, it's an opportunity that we've created for people to have a memorable time. Yeah, so, and, and engage with the brand. So yeah. it's a win win again. By yourself, if you want to go on holiday, if you haven't got any friends that play golf with you, get yourself away with us. I promise we'll have a good time. Um, and uh, if, if you've got a bunch of friends, again, we're going to accommodate for a lot of people. So, yeah, I think... Uh, That's exciting. It's it's, like, it and, exciting. And the amount of content we'll be able to produce from that will oh, be insane. Some of the golf courses look amazing. Like, the golf course, the, the hotel that we've picked looks ridiculous. So I'm looking forward to getting some I video of that. Yeah. I um, can't It's because we ha I have not seen a product out there that offers what we, can, what we have put together. Not yet. And hopefully other people will probably see this and be like oh actually you know i might do a spin off that good it'll increase the market for good us. i mean we've got more people and it'll increase it. participation so, it's what yeah. we want hey if you if you look like that i can see you as well you think you're doing something similar collaborate with us we'll sort something out or if you never played golf before come yeah because there's, it's value for money even if you don't promise play you'll love golf after this week yeah, yeah exactly and <laughs> um, but yeah uh have you got any particular topics in general that you want to discuss on today's podcast you thought of anything this week anything in the news well we don't really look at the news that much but anything like that you've seen well outside of golf yeah oh no i'm just getting bored of uh, getting bored of hearing politics oh yeah time. there's a lot of that so let's, let's fuck that no, shit don't, don't talk i'm not that. talking about that don't touch it i'm just bored of, heavily bored of it yeah um what have i seen recently that's been of particular interest Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Oh, going, that... going plastic free. Oh, so tell me about this. So I've right. So I'm. I know David Attenborough stood up on stage um, in in his little speech. I have actually. I regret to say this. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I haven't had a chance to look at it. I love David Attenborough. So have you seen it? No. He, what was yeah. His so, so he was. He was just promoting his new his new series. I forget what it's called. Um, so I'll have the word planet in it. Yeah. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before the festival, obviously last week now, so going plastic free for the first ever time. So in in what capacity? They don't no sell cups, any. No straws. Well, everything's biodegradable that they sell on wow, site, I believe. That's brilliant. And then everything's recycled that people bring in. Yeah, I think that's right. And then a bunch of people as well. Like if you, they've ingrained it in the culture where you tie your back to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And have you seen the state of the site after left it? No. It's like a farmer's field again. Oh wow. Like hundreds of people just stayed behind and like did like made sure they did more they did they clean their mess up and more that's good because i've seen scenes if someone said to me what's at the end of a festival i'd say oh, well what they do is they just pull them tents together and usually burn them 
I've seen that happen before at festivals and things. Yeah. Or they just stack them all up. It <sighs> looks disgraceful. Good thing Coachella do is they take all the tent. You leave your tent behind and they give it to the homeless community. Oh, I mean, we might as well. That's yeah. cool, isn't it? Break it. Just give it something to it. Yeah. Someone... <sighs> is it cool that you've known you spent you've spent like I don't know that's a couple good. of like not much money on a on a tent for the weekend and it's yeah. gone to some guy who hasn't got a home. Well, that's the thing though, isn't it? And and I don't know. If it's kind of relevant having Thanos stood in the corner because his message was the overpopulation with what he needed to solve. Sustainability. And yeah, the planet at the moment isn't sustainable. I know we can. A lot of people think it's just a drone on where the are, but that's awesome that they're, they're looking at stuff like because plastic. I believe a bag of crisps takes five hundred years to biodegrade, and cable ties they don't even know how long it'll take to biodegrade. Because non, non-degraded, yeah, non's been uh, non-biodegraded yet. Well, that's about crisp technically, but I think they can speak. They can, te- they oh, can, of course, they can yeah. yeah. I think they can like go for the process and figure it out. I genuinely think the concern that some of this stuff will never go away. Have you seen the Great Pacific Garbage Patch? Oh yeah, mate. Ridiculous. So we get up to the YouTube watches. Ridiculous, yeah, yeah, sure. So essentially, it is a mass of plastic that's collected in the ocean because of the current so obviously plastic's been dumped in the ocean the currents have collected it mm-hmm. and it's a island i believe five times the size of the uk what of pure plastic big. not gonna be a ghetto because obviously i'm on this new operating oh, system, so, oh not, yeah okay there, cool but, but that's fine but research it great pacific yeah. garbage patch it's it's like disgusting mate it's just a rubbish it's just a tip it's just not gonna in go the anywhere. ocean like yeah. a, like a like a dump in the ocean Oh, cool. There's a cleanup mission. Obviously, some like some like genius 80, 90 year olds come up with a cool. They make bracelets out of it, don't they? I've seen. There's now Adidas have started making shoes out of it. There's a company that takes ocean waste and makes bracelets. It's be a big market, mate. Ocean recycling. Oh yeah, it's huge. It's huge. All, it's huge. All, 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 all like anything sustainable is going to be. It's actually quite expensive to get a hold of. If you want recycled plastic to make products out of, I've looked into it myself. It's actually quite expensive because you're paying for the process as recycle. Yeah, you're paying for the ships and all that. Sort but would of you rather that? Yeah. If I, if it can. If you can still be sustainable. One that. thing they've got to get rid of, though, Mick, is those biodegradable straws. Or make them better, please. I think they'll work. Oh, no, I can't, I can't have five sips without. Well, like, you know being what it's bad for? You ever try to drink like McDonald's milkshake feel... or something? Oh. That's really thick. It just surrounds the straw and just destroys it. It's making my like mouth feel a bit weird now. Yeah, it gets like it's like a soggy, like a soggy material in your mouth. Well, but I mean, it's good. We need. We need to it's work. It's good. We need to work. That product needs to work. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. We had we had those protein shakes, didn't we? Around uh, Ramside after the after gym, and it did halfway it. through. It's like uh, yeah, but there's you've just got to drink quick. They'll they'll make them better. You know what it's, it's going to be? Have you not seen the key rings now, Mitchell? Where you get a straw that comes off it and the extendable straw. Oh yeah, have people yeah. just take their own straws around? That's going to be a thing. It's like taking your own plastic bags to the shop. That is still not in everyone's head. It's not in my head. I feel quite guilty sometimes. I'll get to the shop and I'm like, I forgot. All I don't take a bag again. for life. My mum does. Did your mum? I'm not sure. Does Lawrence, does Lawrence mum anyone that you know? I feel um, like I see a lot of mums get the, get the bag for life out. That, I, I probably know people that do it, but I can't confirm. Oh, this person does it. I don't go shopping. Have you, know. you seen the re- Have you seen the revenue sales in them as well? On the bags. Yeah, the, the the figure came out recently. Yeah, figure came out recently. It was it was like whoa. I buy them every time. That's good. I'm happy to pay for it. I like that. I like. Yeah, that you're I'm paying, paying for, for your stamp. Yeah, it's like fine. And I keep them all. I've got a cupboard full of all of them. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. So now I need to take them all back. Yeah. I'm I need to start that. Um, but yeah, any of you guys do it? Let us know in the comments. What's the best bag? What's the <laughs> best? It's got to be the most expensive. What a crap topic. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best bag for life? <laughs> Sad bastard. Uh, but no, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? That Bob Lazar thing. So me and Mitchell watched a program the other day on a guy called Bob Lazar, 
Um, you'll have all heard of the Area 51 conspiracies that there's aliens there and things like that. But I bet you've never wondered where that started from. I bet you've never wondered why. Why do people think there's aliens there? Like, where did that start? And what was the very first point? Well. And I bet you've never heard of a compelling story that's made you actually think, oh, wow, there is. Like, I think this, this is such an interesting topic. Thank you for bringing it up because it's something I'm, like, pretty passionate about as well. I'm not into deep conspiracy theories because I get bored of the bullshit very quickly. Yeah. Because a lot of them just chat a lot of shit and they're a bit crazy. But. But. When you watch Bob. Watch the, Bob Lazar's got a new documentary out on Netflix. Watch it. It's a bit rubber, like and it's a bit art, it's a bit artistic in the way it's uh, in the way it's been filmed. The narration's a bit naff. I, I'll, that's I'll, personal. That's I'll personal. Tell you what you watch, that, that's, that's just personal yeah. preference. Yeah. But it will give you the facts as to his as to his story, and it is extremely compelling that there's life outside of Earth. Now that comment's ridiculous because of course there's life outside of Earth. Yeah, there's tw- twenty billion planets no now, solar systems. But there's no evidence of it. But people still shut up everyone who tries to come up with any evidence or suggest that there is. So, what Bob Lazar did, so now Mitchell mentioned the Netflix documentary. Now, this is going to be a lot of people's first introductions. Um, I know if you listen to podcasts a lot, you may have heard of him by the Joe Rogan podcast. He went on there recently. Yeah. Um, Mitchell, you got a, you, you heard from first from, from Joe Rogan, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And then, but I knew his name. Okay. And then there was a, there was a podcast as well. Now... Mitchell was around mine the other day and he mentioned Bob Lazar's name. In I saw your, your face, house. yeah, yeah, your face. Like and I was like, what? Why, why is Mitchell talking about Bob Lazar? Like, was weird. I'm obsessed with YouTube. YouTube's been something I've watched TV on for years. Plus conspiracy, plus space. And I'm obsessed with space and conspiracies. I heard Bob Lazar, well, it must have been like year, well, five he, years he ago, is, six years he ago. He is, conspir- yeah. like, he is the central intelligence to conspiracy theorists. So like Bob Lazar is the reason why Area 51 is notorious aliens and things like that he's the first the first person to have come out and claim that he worked there it wasn't actually area 51 it was a place called s4 which S4 is on the same then, side yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently according to bob lazar they have actual spacecraft on there and his job as an engineer was to reverse engineer this spacecraft and try and figure out how it works the best way that they described it in the netflix documentary was imagine if the romans suddenly discovered a nuclear reactor trying to take that apart they wouldn't know where to start they think it was magic how is this thing producing power because you can't see it you can't mm. see the nuclear fusion going on you can't see any of that this spacecraft is essentially put us as the romans and the spacecraft being the nuclear reactor something we've never done before and according to bob let's say this mouse here the computer mouse was the reactor he said if you try to put your hands on the mouse there was an invisible barrier that was manipulating the gravity around it which meant you couldn't touch it you could turn it on and off higher and lower yeah. which would eventually let this spacecraft levitate his job was to reverse engineer that and figure out how it worked yeah but and but here you only had a very specific job i think within that it was just the just on the core i believe it, it was just engine. on the on the operating on how it, it operated see the rest of it no, nothing on the ergonomics nothing on anything else it was purely based on that part of the thing so they could keep it all separate yeah and so they didn't leak any intelligence exactly um so essentially what Mickey's saying is that Bob is claiming that this thing produce, produces its own gravitational field. Yeah. Which means that when it moves, it doesn't it doesn't need any force no. to move. It just sort of takes mm-hmm. away the space in front of it in order yeah. to propel itself. Yeah. So it's the most like efficient it's it's like no we don't i mean it might not even exist it could could be conspiracy but if it is true it is probably the most it'd be the most efficient way to move it'd be the biggest thing in history this is what his problem is yeah this yeah Yeah. if if this news could ever be proved as fact it would be the biggest discovery in human history stop 
Full stop. No uh, doubt. No. Like imagine if you like it's like something is is ridiculous as if you if we if we discovered a frog on the moon. People like greatest yeah. discovery in the world. Anything that can prove any life outside of Earth would be just mind blowing. Would just be would send the world into a frenzy. But not just Even that, though it's obvious in a way, yeah. the the realization of it would it's be intelligent life though. Because we don't even need it's to know. It's multi oh, yeah, yeah. microbes in different places and things like that. Yeah, they're single cell, single, they're single cell that's organisms. The, okay, that's, okay, that's great. It's amazing. But it's what's interesting is saying there's things that are actually communicating, walking around and flying shit like this and making spacecraft. So if you haven't watched it, honestly, it's it's gripping. I would suggest you go on YouTube, just type in Bob Lazar, top 10 or whatever, and you'll come up with different things you'll see. Um, the reason Bob Lazar ended up coming out, I believe, is because... Insurance. Yeah, he didn't want to be killed. Um, he said it was at a point where he'd left um, and he, he he was in trouble from this site. And he said the only reason that he came out and said it was because if he didn't, the FBI would have took him out and killed him and it would have then confirmed it if they did get killed. So which which is believable. Life, because which makes sense. You can tell from his yeah, voice Yeah, in terms of a, as a person, he's your typical space scientist. Like, he is yeah. really, he's really introverted. He's nervous. He's quite shy. Hates attention. He said he'd be the guy in the corner of the room. He doesn't want to come out. When he first came out, he came under alias name, and he was in a corner in a shadow, so he couldn't see his face when he first came yeah. out. Yeah. But because his story gripped the nation so much, he sort of had to reveal himself. Yeah, and he refuses to talk about it. Now. And it, yeah, well, there's different. I mean, last point I guess we're making it, but um, a really good bit of evidence that some of what he's saying could be true. Is the fact he worked at a science lab called Los Alamos, I believe. Yeah, Los, Los Alamos. Alamos. Yeah, yeah. When he when yeah. he first came out, when he first graduated, um, and what the FBI did or, or whatever intelligence they agency, wiped records, they wiped his record yeah. saying he didn't work there, say he lied about working and there. And his high school record, I believe they 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 tried to try to get rid of his identity. Yeah. And then they found an employment record that stated that Robert Lazar worked at this place, so he, yeah. did, he did work there. But when and, he ran, they said no, I never worked here. And, and when like, he oh, walked I've everyone, apparently on the documentary, when he walked everyone through his old workplace, he knew everything, where everything was. He knew yeah. it was just comfortable for him. And, and again, he says as well, if you want to prove my theory, then well, why? Do, how do I know S four exists? The government. This is the first time S four even was ever heard of, and they confirmed that it was a thing. I'm sure. I'm sure they had. They came and said, yeah, okay, fine. How the fuck did he know though? I believe well, what he got in yeah. trouble is he wasn't he. He was found taking his mates to this place where he said, so "Look, this this is where this is where that they was it. this is where they, this is where they test all these mad." That like was you, it. It's like you. I can't even describe you how these things move because you won't have seen any movement like so it because it, it moves a way that you you've seen yeah, nothing move. You're, you're right. And he took them in some amateur video footage of this of yeah, this happening that's in like the late in eighties or something. So what it was is he knew every Tuesday, for example, and yeah, was, uh, flight at schedule. One in the morning on Tuesday they were testing this product, and you could see the glowing hum because it glowed when when it was took off so he said you could see that and then that's where all these shots will come from from back in the day when you see like a weird thing that could be but the cameras weren't good enough yeah um that sort of thing now yeah i mean like you say we're, we're not going on about it because no. you, can, you can do your own if you're interested you can do your own research in it yeah. um but the, yeah i mean it's it's mind-blowing if you want more compelling space talk or or more sort of like worldly stuff like this then I seriously suggest you look into the threat of um, objects in the space. In space, no, I, I honestly just like I know because because I know I'm not going to combat it. I ignore that. I, I appreciate that it's a exist, real threat. To, but what but what can you do? There's technology to divert no, the past. We personally, oh nothing. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. I think oh, it's, yeah. it's nothing. Nobody thinks of it. I, but there's hundreds of thousands of objects, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of objects flying past us all the time that have a real threat of hitting us. Yeah. 
And if, and, if, and if you don't think that's true, then why do you think there's meteor marks in the Earth? Because they've hit us before. Well, look at Mars. Mars was peppered by it. I believe that's because Mars has less of an atmosphere. So what happens when the meteor enters Earth? It comes into our Earth, and the, the, way, the way the composition is, it burns the meteor apart. So that's why we don't get much many crates. They have to be massive to be able to put a crater yeah. in Earth. Mars, because obviously when they come in, they break down. Uh, Mars has literally no atmosphere hardly so when something does enter its very small amount of atmosphere there's nothing to burn it away so it hits it even faster and even bigger so if you look at mars it is completely battered um so yeah there are things floating around so one day nasa could be like oh by the way we uh we found this meteor it's like the size of the moon and uh 10 for us we don't know how to stop it it's um <laughs> there was there was something in 1908 or something wait no, let me let I me mean, research this just while mitchell's researching that if i'm worried anybody or if i'm worried anybody the chances of that happening are quite high <laughs> no, they're, not. <laughs> they're very minuscule um <laughs> but yeah it's the fact that we don't really have a great deal to do if something really big comes towards it Towards Earth, uh, but no, bombers yeah. are super, super interesting. Mitchell, come on then. What we got? Tunguska event. A large meteor in hit Siberia. Uh, if you want to have a look at how big that is, it's ridiculous. If you want to, I'll let yeah. you research yourself. Tung, you... Tunguska. T U N G U S K. I think there just look at that briefly. Yeah. Um, Some fascinating stuff that people don't talk about. Yeah, and as well, you know what I thought actually. Just one last point. You might like this mm. actually. Um, I had some thought about the Bob Lazar thing myself because no one ever actually said where, he didn't say where it came from because he didn't know. Now, where what came from, sorry? The, the spaceship. The spa yeah, 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 yeah. So you, one would assume that it's crashed on Earth during our, like recent in recent times, and the government have been the first there to say, that's ours, like take it over. You know what I thought? The Romans, the, all the old school guys, they wouldn't have had metal detectors, they wouldn't have had technology to actually dig really, really deep. This sort of thing could have crashed millions of years ago. Because remember, who's to say that they're sticking on the same time frame as us? That if there's life out there, there could be intelligent life billions of years ago. So it could have crashed on Earth at the dawn of time, and it's just been dug up. It could have been sitting under since the humans were around. Or even what's we even just, crazier, we just couldn't have found. We just never found it until now because we have the technology to dig and things like that. What's even? Like, what the fuck's this? Shit. Yeah, what? we just found a spaceship underground. What's, yeah, mate, no, no, I completely get yeah. it. What, what, what's even crazy is like what to say the fact that you know the fact that we don't understand some technology of ancient civilizations. Yeah, why is it not yeah. a product of the Egyptians? Yeah, yeah. Well, good you know, point. Very good point. That they've set in orbit, like you can't work out a lot of the stuff that they did. It could have been something that they just didn't finish, and they just left it underground and they got lost and forgot about. Ah, it's it's when you start. Th I love thinking about stuff like that. I mean, but you always hit that wall. Everyone hits that wall, and then you end up sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> you just, just right, that's enough. Um, my human brain is not. Yeah, it's not it's, made for this. Yeah, it, it can break your head quite a lot, can't it? When you really get into it and think. I mean, Bob, like Bob says, the problem he has with the whole thing is if it's true. If it if this genuinely is true, and this is what he says. It is true. He's convinced because he's the one telling us. He says what upsets him the most about it is the fact that. It's the most mind-breaking, like the the thing ever. Like it's the most amazing thing ever. And the government from the U.S. are not telling people about it. Like people have the right to know that other life forms exist because that could mean all sorts of things. What if Russia get this technology? Yeah, <laughs> they were all the problem, fucked. If you if you learn how to create a gravitational field, you're you, God. You, you, you're you're God. I'm sorry, but nothing's over. No, nothing's overtaken that. No. Like that. That is the game. <laughs> yeah. Can't crash. Fast. There's doesn't need petrol. This, this thing, by the way, apparently doesn't need any fuel source. I know we're talking a lot about something that might not exist, but hey, 
I'm sure if you weren't interested, you would have clicked off. So that's that's fine. No, but again, I, well, uh, going to get back to golf. Like it's it's about having an open mind. Maybe maybe it interests you, maybe it doesn't. But you'd be a fool not to not to even like consider the possibility of something. Yeah. Without first looking into it. Yeah. Um, so if you are interested, like I say, go YouTube first and then watch the Netflix documentary. Give the Netflix documentary time because when I watched it, I knew about it all. And I, was, I even said to Mitchell when we watched it, when's it actually going to get into this? Like, when's it going to tell some facts? Or, I'm not really into my conspiracies or anything, but like, if you just watch the Joe Rogan one, yeah. Joe Rogan does a great job in making it consumable for the everyday person. Yeah, he breaks it down nicely. Um, yeah, he'll open your mind to it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> I think we've gone wrong about aliens enough. Yeah, my, my <laughs> head's starting to like bang because my head's yeah. like going off like little tangents. Yeah, same. Like, right, saying, just just don't, do don't talk. Don't don't, do don't talk. Do not talk anymore. So, yeah, I mean, we've covered quite a few different things. We've jumped about a lot there. Talk about long drive, potential golf holidays, space, aliens. Very, very, very listen. Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. I'm really excited. The um, This golf holiday that we're potentially going to be doing is. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, and um, we're both very committed to doing this. Uh, we know a lot of people say a lot of things are going to happen and things, but you know, we are actively making steps. Mitch has been in communications with um, somebody at the final destination for weeks, and we have a, you know, we have it all ready to go. Some, essentially, some people who uh, people have got different opinions on this about like if you've got goals and stuff, like do you put it out there for everyone to know so you've sort of got so it's out there so you've got like go Account- and get it accountability, or do you just not say anything and just surprise, motherfucker? I prefer to be quiet about it initially. I only ever talk about something if I know it's going to come through. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, for us, I mean, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, um, but I'm confident this is going to happen. I think we already know. Oh, I am. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I, w- I wouldn't have brought it up yeah. unless I thought it was a goer. Yeah, exactly. That's what, yeah, <laughs> true. And it is going. We, 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 it's going to happen. I can't wait. The lives lose integrity because our amazing community starts thinking, oh, these two are full of shit. Exactly. <laughs> and they don't want that. No, we don't want that. Well, we, we aren't full of shit, I'd like to think. I, I genuinely believe everything we say and want to do is that is 100% belief. I have no doubt in our mind that we're going to do it. And if it doesn't happen for whatever reason, then I'm going to be devastated by it. Uh, better be a good reason for it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and if nothing else, the, I can't wait for the content. The meat, Like we say, we're a media company first. We're, we're passionate about you know creating video, photo, and written word that's going to entertain and educate about the, you know, about the world of golf. Yeah. And if nothing else, it's going to definitely deliver on that. Exactly. I think that's probably a good point to wrap up, to be fair. Yeah, we're off for a run, aren't we? We are. We're going to go to Durham, uh, Magical City, and run around it. Episode 33, <laughs> over and out. For you guys um, who are regular listeners, uh, the next few Nation series are going to be seriously good. Like, seriously good. I promise. I've put a lot of work in recently in, in trying to get better and better guests, more interesting guests, more diverse guests. Um, so, yeah, let me know your feedback. How, if you're enjoying the guests, we are going to try and start a player series where we invite players to come and talk about the life on tour, uh, the struggles, the successes, etc. Add another sort of dimension to the to the podcast. Thank you all for listening, sharing, subscribing. Really appreciate it. It's growing week on week. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Good stuff. Me too. Right, guys. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>